0: Hello. This is Patty Davis. I'm a psychic, medium, and intuitive, and I'm coming to you from Humboldt County, which is in Northern California, where the redwood trees meet the ocean. Aloha. My name is Jude Lynch, and I am a psychic intuitive energy healer,
1: hailing from the island of Kauai, the garden island of the Hawaiian island chains. Welcome to Spirit Speakers Podcast, where we meet to discuss a variety of topics from two different psychic vantage points. Aloha, everybody. This is Jude. Patty, and I are here to talk to you about soulmates. Everybody seems to want to know more about this topic. There are many different ways that we can look at that word and what that means for us here on Earth. And there are terms that we've heard, such as soulmate, twin flame, soul tribe, soul family, soul group. And Patty and I are going to dive into what these are, what they mean, what our viewpoints are, and to help give you all a deeper understanding as to what that is. Let's just start off by saying there's a very common misconception, I think, amongst people that we have one soulmate that is the only soulmate that we have, and that is the person that we are on this never-ending search for, to find our one and only true soulmate. That is not the way that I see it. I do believe in the concept of soulmates, meaning that there are other beings that are incarnate on this planet at the same time as us, that we are very closely energetically entwined with, that we have traveled with them through many lifetimes, or our souls are very connected on the other side. And so to me, we have many, 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 many soulmates. There are many people that we have encountered throughout our whole existence that we are very closely connected with. Some of these souls we have had wonderful and amazing experiences with. And when we recognize them and meet up with them in life, these become our best friends. These become the people that we count on most, the ones that support us the most through life. And then there are the other kind of soulmates. The other soulmates that we seem to have some huge lesson to learn with that oftentimes can be difficult. And those people are very much our soulmates as well. And then when it comes to lovers, the people that we choose to spend the most time with as our life partners, those are very much our soulmates too. But do we only have one? I don't believe that to be true. I believe that we have many, and I never want anybody to be discouraged when they think they find their one and true only soulmate and then it doesn't work out. Trust me, there are more right around the bend. Then let's talk about twin flames. Patty and I have talked about twin flame energy, and we are pretty close on the same page as to what we believe that is. Both of us have talked in previous podcasts that we believe that it is possible for one soul to split off into many pieces and incarnate in multiple versions of ourselves to have multiple experiences at the same time. That is the way that I see it. I think Patty also sees it in a similar way. I'll be interested to hear what she has to say about that. But I don't believe necessarily that we only have one specific twin flame. I personally believe that we can fraction off and be multiple beings at the same time on the planet rather than just split off into two. So twin flames and soulmates, I do believe those are things. I think that it is misconstrued in a lot of people's minds as to what that is, that we only have one. There's also terms that we use like soul tribe, soul family, and soul groups. These are the groups of souls that we travel with, the circle of souls that we tend to incarnate with over and over again that we are very familiar with. And Patty has more information on that. So I'm going to hand this over to her. Patty, what are your thoughts on all of this soulmate business?
0: Hi, Jude. I think we are in agreement with the twin flame and the soulmate thing. A lot of people think that their soulmate, like you said, it's their one true love in this world, and if they somehow you know, walk down the wrong street or go to the grocery store when they're supposed to meet them at the wrong time, they'll never, ever be with their person. And I don't agree with that. We know that the universe is always seeking balance, and we choose people to be in our lives generally people that we choose, not talking about family here, that are a vibrational match to us. There's something about their frequency that is a good mesh with ours. And that's why we're attracted to them and want them in our lives. Also, we know that the universe is always seeking balance. So we may meet somebody that's a perfect match for us and In every way, we feel like they're our soulmate, our one and only. And five, six, seven years down the line, that changes because we are ever-changing and what we need to balance is ever-changing. So you may get together with somebody that balances something out for you and makes you feel amazing. And you feel that they are the one thing that this life needed. And then over time, you may not need that anymore, or you may pass them up in that category and they might stand behind. So it's ever changing where with a twin flame, a twin flame, we shared the same oversoul it's where our soul decided to come down in two different places. It can, again, help us balance out maybe the yin and the yang. Maybe you are masculine and maybe you're feminine. You may be very linear in one body and very creative in another. It's two experiences that we're choosing to have at the same time. And we know that we're in this limited linear world and anything is possible in the spiritual world. So to not believe that we could incarnate in multiple bodies at the same time is a very limited view of what we can do spiritually and what our soul is able to do. You know, Twin flames, that's been kind of a trendy thing, and I tend to back away from some of the trends. When I first really started paying attention to it, and I've talked about this in another podcast, is with pets. Many of us have that one pet that stands out in our lives that just was so special that pet that was unlike any other pet that we have that we just really connected with on such a deep level. And I believe that our soul can bring in a dog, let's say, to assist us in life that is actually part of us. It's our oversoul splitting into two beings at the same time. And this dog can come in, we call this dog in, to be with us through a certain time period in our lives. And when we've healed or we've gotten through that, that's when the dog may decide to leave. And I believe that pets can be a twin flame. Do you agree with that, Jude? Absolutely, in fact, we've talked
1: about this before, but there is an auric anomaly that I will see with specific people and pets, not every pet, but every once in a while, I will see somebody with their pet as weird as it is. It's almost like their face is almost superimposed on the pet. There's like an auric vibrational quality coming off the pet that looks very much like the owner and It wasn't until Patty and I discussed this many years after the fact that I would see this every once in a while when she had mentioned, oh, it's a twin flame, that that was the hit she got. And I do very strongly feel that our oversoul can split off into, I I know you're saying two, do you believe it's only two at a time, Patty, or do you think it can be more than two at a time?
0: I think it can be multitudes.
1: Right. That's exactly how I feel. I think that our oversouls are such magnificent and powerful beings that why would we limit ourselves to one slow experience at a time? Why not have many all over the planet in different cultures and different realms? Then we can learn so much more here in the earth realm so much faster and bring all of those lessons and bring all of that information to our oversoul. So If you're lucky enough or open enough to see that, you might know when you meet that twin flame energy. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a lover or somebody that you're going to marry and be with and have children with. It might be a friend. It might be an acquaintance. It might be somebody you meet for just a day and leaves a lasting impression on you and you never see them again. I do feel like when you run into one of your twin flame pieces that there is going to be a very resonant quality, a knowing, a deeper knowing and recognition that you're connecting or meeting with somebody
0: that is a little bit different than everybody else. I agree. It's, It's kind of the sparks are flying in a little bit of a different way. I tend to think of soulmates as being more romantic and twin flames not necessarily need to be a romantic connection. And we don't always have a twin flame. Sometimes it's not necessary and we don't do that. And so you may meet somebody that's your twin flame. That's the love of your life that you marry and live with forever. You may hook up with somebody that seems really familiar and comfortable because you've had past lives together and you're here together to work out some karmic debt or to balance each other off. Or you may just fall in love with someone that you just find their frequency intriguing and magical and you just have this connection. So there's so many options And so many reasons why we are attracted to someone that we don't always have to categorize it as a soulmate, a twin flame, a past life connection. And a lot of people really search or really seek that answer. They like to see the depth beyond their relationship. And I totally understand that. But then again, I don't think we need to label everything because in the spirit realm, Anything is possible and labeling something or trying to figure out who they are just speaks to our linear humanness where we need to understand where things came from, where it's going. I think sometimes we just have to accept what it is and not worry so much about labeling it.
1: I think that a way that I often look at it is essentially everybody that we have in our life that has any significance is a soulmate. And a lot of the times, The difference for me in recognizing my soulmates is the level of familiarity that I have with them. There are people that I'll meet that I have undoubtedly can see through uh, little flash images of many, many incarnations and lifetimes with them. And then there are some that I'll have like one very profound but meaningful memory of a lifetime or experience with them. And I believe they're all equally very much my soulmates. I don't believe that there is just this one. And as you said, earlier, Patty, which I think is really great that, oh, if I don't take the right turn or go in this building at the right time, I'm going to miss meeting that one. You are all divinely destined to meet every single person that you encounter. There's no way, no possible way in my reality that you could ever miss somebody that you were intended to meet. I just feel like it's all in divine timing. Everything is unfolding exactly as it should in every moment.
0: I agree fully. So let's talk now about your soul family or your soul tribe and your soul group. Now, there's that saying that your vibe attracts your tribe. A lot of people believe that your soul family or your soul tribe are people that you connect with in this life. They're people that really see you for your authentic self, for who you are. Um, You don't need to dumb things down. They're here with you to support you and love you. And those are wonderful people. And again, that is where balance is seeking balance. This is why sometimes we have really good friends in our lives and those relationships tend to end. We're no longer complimenting each other or supporting each other in a way that's necessary for our growth. And oftentimes we hold on to relationships far longer than we should, and we can be compassionate and kind and have unconditional love for them, but we need to move through. However, I believe Jude agrees with me. We believe that our soul family or our soul tribe comes from a deeper place. These people are people that we have contractual agreements with, soul agreements. We come here to love, nurture, and support one another. This could be a relative or a friend. They're part of our core group. There's something about them that we chose to be in their lives. They chose to be in our lives so that we could support one another. Now, this could be a family or a relative, but not always. Sometimes souls will come through, let's say, on a mother or a father because there's something very specific about them that they need on their path or their journey, and they have made agreements to assist each other. There are some times when we as a soul just really want to come in right now, this is the time we need to be here, and we will use a parent as a vessel to just come through with. We don't always have a really strong spiritual bond with our family members. I've had clients that have said, oh, obviously my mother was just a vessel for me or my father was a vessel where others are like, oh no, we definitely needed and chose one another for this journey. So that's super interesting. And I believe that a lot of our soul family is incarnated with us. We have had past life journeys together. Maybe we have some karmic debt to work out. Maybe we need to finish a journey, assist one another, we're swapping roles. In my past life I was your mother and this life I'm your your husband. You know, who knows. So I believe that soul family and soul tribe comes from a deeper connection that our soul chose these people and that's why we came in with this particular connection. Or we use them as a vessel because we really were supposed to connect with our brother who chose them as a vessel earlier. Who, who knows? There's lots of different reasons. And then soul groups. Soul group, these are the people that aren't necessarily with you your entire life. They are someone that you have a similar life assignment with or a complementary thing. They're here to share the same goal with you. They may pop in at a significant time. I personally believe that Jude is one of my soul group. She came in at a time when we were able to assist each other with our path and our journey. We were here to validate one another, to share experiences, to open each other up to new things. Your soul group could be your best friend or a teacher or a workmate or a neighbor. They're someone that's here to help you move forward and they're here to help you with something significant on your path. It's a little less intense than your soul tribe. Your soul tribe is more part of your daily living and your daily support group where your soul group is here to assist you on a similar journey. Jude, what do you think about that?
1: Great, Patty. That was a wonderful explanation. I think also within the soul family, as you were saying, how we switch roles. Maybe I was your mother in one life, then I was your brother another life. Maybe I was your lover in the next life. I think there's something to be said. The reason we incarnate with these same souls in different roles is part of the experience is to experience another soul through all facets and all levels. Like if I was your lover in this life, there are things I'm going to learn about you that I would not be able to learn about if I was your brother or if I was your mom or just your cousin or your best friend. There's different facets of somebody's soul that you can experience through these different relationships that we have. So I believe that's a big part of it as well. And as far as the soul groups go, and I agree with you, there are these people that come in throughout your life that play a significant role, but I do want to point out, I don't think all of those roles are necessarily always going to be super positive. Sometimes there are hard lessons that we have to learn, and there are people who are coming in, to, you know, make waves in our reality because there's something profound that we're supposed to be learning from that. And I would say that a great way to know who's in your soul group isn't necessarily by the amount of time that they spend in your life, but the level of impact that they have on your life. Because somebody could come into your life very briefly for a moment and create a huge shift or a huge change for you. They might even just say something or do something that is so significant that it completely changes the trajectory of your life, I believe those people could be part of your soul group that are here to assist you just in that brief moment. But yeah, Patty, I definitely believe you're in my soul group without a doubt. And it's been a lot of fun knowing you and getting to know you more.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Jude. I agree. Um, I'd also like to just go back to this a little bit When we're talking about soul agreements or soul contracts, this is a life scenario that you both decided to embark on prior to birth. You know, you may have been up in wherever you are together in the one and saying, you know, I'm going to come through and do this type of journey. And could you help me with that? Or you could compliment me with that? Or I have a similar one. And so we have sometimes this group of people that we tend to incarnate with over and over. And like Jude said, it's not always a positive thing. We maybe have a karmic debt to one another, or we need to repay that debt, or we need to return a favor or make amends with somebody. Sometimes a connection with somebody can be really uncomfortable and you can be locked into this relationship with somebody that's not serving you because you had a past life connection with them and you haven't been able to let that go. There are times when we are in relationships With somebody that is really negative for us and it's not serving us. And I believe that sometimes we can be locked into a path from a past life that we need to let go of to move forward on. And it can keep us in the stuck position that if we don't clarify why we're with them and heal from whatever the past wound is that we had with this person in a past life, we can end up repeating the same pattern over and over and over again. So that's kind of where I. Connect negative relationships on that level. We're going to go in this a little bit deeper when we talk about karma, but I do think it's important to kind of bring that in, like Jude was saying, that sometimes relationships are uncomfortable or they just seem too binding for us.
1: And you're right, Patty. A lot of this has to do with karma, and we are going to go more in depth with that. But a lot of the times that we tend to reincarnate with these soulmates or are within our soul tribe, soul group, is because we're trying to see the other side of the coin of a situation as well. So even if somebody hurt us in another lifetime, perhaps we incarnate doing the exact same thing to them. So not only do we understand what it feels like to be hurt in that same way, but we also want to understand what drives us to hurt people in that way. Because sometimes when we're hurt by people in our life, we're like, why would you ever do something like that to me? What would motivate you to take this action out on me? And it's hard to understand unless you're in their shoes. So sometimes we'll take the other role as well to have that experience For me, I have this ability to recognize souls that I'm very familiar with. In the past, I've been pretty naive in thinking that every time I saw a soul that I recognized, it was going to be this like blissful union and this connection, and we were going to live happily ever after as lovers or as friends or whatever role we were supposed to have. And I've learned over time through my experience, just because I recognize a soul right away does not necessarily mean that the path that we're going to walk with each other is going to be easy and breezy, that there may be some things that are going to unfold that are going to be very challenging and that there's a lot to learn with this person. And so what I've recognized at this point, and if you are somebody who thinks that you have this ability to recognize those souls, is to look at it in a way of this person is going to play a significant role in my
0: life I agree, Jude. And have you had those moments where, let's say you're at the gas station and you just look at the person pumping gas next to you and there's just this sensation in your body like sparks flying or you just know them or you can't look away. And so sometimes we connect with someone that we may have had a past life with or may have karma with that's not meant to happen in this life. We're not supposed to play that out, but we're both players or characters in our roles at the same time. There are times when we sense that connection with somebody and then we go on our own ways and we never see them again, but there's just this drawing or this familiarity or this spark that is just undeniable. Not every person that we have a spark with has a major role in our lives and not every person in our life is part of our soul family, soul tribe, soul group, twin flame, soulmate. Oftentimes we're just players in each other's lives and we're just kind of merging at some point and then disconnecting at another place. Do you agree with that? Have you ever had that where you just see somebody and there's just this weird connection and it's not necessarily a sexual desire or anything like that. There's just this draw. 100%.
1: I definitely get that. And it'll be with total strangers in the grocery store. There's just something about their energy that just seems so familiar or almost something just exciting about their energy. Almost like, oh, there you are. I recognize you. I see you. I might not go into it that deeply in my conscious mind, but there is a quality of people's energy that I will be attracted to. And like you said, it's not necessarily in a sexual way. There's something intriguing about somebody's energy that catches you. Many, many years ago, when I was a lot younger, somebody once told me, and I'm not claiming that this is true, but they told me that every person that you catch eyes with is somebody that you know on the other side and it's like our way down here on earth to just say like hello really quickly just those strangers that you pass you catch eyes for a split second and you never see them again and i always thought that was kind of interesting and to this day i still think about that even when i'm in the car driving and the other person in the other car i know that we caught eyes for two seconds while we're passing each other i always wonder it's like oh is that our souls just saying hello for a second you know in, in passing
0: So do you believe that everybody that we are in contact with in this life, we've had a past life with? Not necessarily. I okay. yeah, I think
1: that on the other side, all souls know all souls because Patty and I've said this multiple times is there's the all one aspect that we are all one in the same at the source. We're all connected. We're all one in the same. So I believe each soul is familiar with each soul on a level, but perfect. That's great. Yeah. But on the earth plane, there are souls that we are more familiar with. And then I actually believe that there's a such thing as like having a new experience with a new soul that you've never incarnated with, but it was discussed on the other side before you came in. Like, hey, let's, let's have a significant role with each other. It's going to be like a new, like we don't have any karma built up with each other. We don't have any past history. Let's go jump into this life, have a significant role with each other and see what happens.
0: Exactly, and then we also can have connections with people that we haven't had human lives with. And that's really interesting because we're not relating to them on a past human experience, we're relating to them on something that's totally different than what we know here. It can just be a frequency or a sensation or I don't really even know how to explain it.
1: Right, I think that's a very interesting point because when I've had my moments that I perceived people that I knew from other planets or incarnations and not necessarily here in life the quality of that connection takes on a whole different kind of energy and really it's because i'm dipping into the familiarity of what that connection was like in that specific dimension or planet because not all beings and cultures are the same in different planets or different dimensions you know this is a very dense frequency We handle our relationships and our emotions a lot differently than, let's say, another planet where we're very heart-centered and very telepathic and very one-minded. And so when you meet those people that you've known from other planets, you might just immediately sink right back up into that memory of like heart-centered telepathic connection. And it can feel very transcendental and profound. And in a way, maybe even confusing for me, it's been confusing running into those people being like, what does this mean? Like, why am I having this kind of supernatural connection with this person? But it's like very magical at the same time. I could not remember any other lifetime here on earth with them. It felt like a very cosmic, otherworldly type of connection
0: okay jude i wanted to talk a little bit about reincarnation and we've done a whole podcast on reincarnation but this is somewhere where you and i get things a little bit differently you and I have discussed this. When I do a past life recall of my own and I see myself in a past life, it's from a very first person point of view. I am experiencing what I'm going through. I know what I look like. I know how old I am. I have an idea of where I, I'm at and what I'm experienced. However, I don't relate to other people. If there are other people in my vision, they don't really have faces. It's all about me. It's kind of a vain Uh, past life recollection. (laughs) But for me, it's a little difficult to pinpoint who I've had past lives with. And you would think being a psychic that that would be something that was really obvious to me, but I feel a little isolated in this life sometimes. Sometimes it's hard for me to go there. Now you, on the other hand, when you go into your past lives, you see people pretty clearly around you and can relate to who that is in this current life. Is that true? Totally.
1: It's one of like the stronger things that happened to me. So when I'm looking at other people's past lives, I'm outside of them. I'm watching it like a movie scene unfolding. I can see all the characters and the story where they're at, like what's going on behind the scenes that even they can't see that's relating to what's going on in their life, which is very interesting to me. It's not how it looks when I read people in the current timeline. It's actually more from that first person point of view, like you're saying. But when I go into the past lives, it's like watching a movie unfold and knowing all the characters in the game, which I think also helps enhance my ability to recognize souls when I see them in my real everyday life. And it happens, I'm not saying all the time, but pretty regularly, I will meet somebody and it'll hit me like these multiple waves and each wave has a new image. Sometimes I'll get audio sounds, I'll get aromas and smells, I'll get images like strobe light images of these flash moments or tidbits of a conversation or something that was said in another lifetime with them. And it's just these like little pictures and pieces that I got to put together to kind of put the whole story together as to how I know this person and what our role has been in, in another lifetime. And the things that I remember actually tend to have direct relevance to the way things end up playing out for us in this lifetime. Like I have friends where I know that we've been sisters or have worked in sacred spiritual circles with each other in ancient times. And those are the friends that are in my you know, significant soul group. They're my best friends. They're my biggest support. We're all on the same wavelength. We all validate each other. And I have a lot of those kind of memories in that way with them. And then there are people that I will recognize in like fleeting moments, maybe they didn't have a significant personal role, but they were in the outskirts of my reality. Like I'll remember them being part of the tribe or part of the community that I was in in other lifetimes and were familiar with each other, but we didn't have a deep personal, interpersonal connection or relationship. And I meet a lot of those kind of people.
0: That's really interesting. For me, I think it's the opposite. When I am doing a past life of myself, I am in the first person. When I'm going into a past life for a client, I'm in the first person. I am them. I'm walking around. I'm seeing things, sensing things, hearing things as if they were sensing those. And I'm sharing that information with them. Where when I'm reading them, I'm not in the first person. I'm seeing a movie about them. I'm getting words about them, information about them that I'm passing on to them. And it sounds like you get those kind of on the opposite Totally
1: the opposite. And I think that's why you and I are complementary to each other and why when we've read the same people, it's like getting an inner and outer view at the same time. And it's the same story, but different vantage point. I always found that very fascinating. Like you and I are so the same in so many ways, but working on the opposite end. In almost every aspect. It is interesting though, when I think about me and my memories of my own specific past lives, it definitely feels like a first person point of view though. Like it's not like I'm floating outside of it. It's like I'm remembering it from the body, from my
0: eyes looking out. And this is, might be a little bit repetitive here, but I'm wondering what your opinion is on this. For me, when I am traveling, I've had past life recall that's been extremely clear, but it doesn't involve other people. Like there may be people there that are part of the scenario or part of the scene, but I'm not seeing them and going, oh, that's my husband or, oh, that's my son or my daughter or my best friend. I'm not seeing their faces. I'm more experiencing what happened for me personally there. And then when I'm in this life, I, again, am really present and grounded in what my journey is and my experiences, and I love people in my life and care about them, and I see them as having a huge role in my life, but I don't go into that specific traveling backward or recognizing them from another place. Now, you do though, right?
1: Yeah, for me, when I'm reading past lives with other people, like I said, it's like floating outside the scene and I can see all the characters and all the players. But when I'm recognizing another soul from another life that I have took a role in, I see it more from the first person point of view because it's a memory that is unlocking of my actual position in this relationship. And I see them in those other lifetimes and they look different, but yet I fully know that that is them. They don't look exactly the same. They look like different races and different people and different roles, but there's just a quality of their energy that is absolutely the same person. It's like undeniable to me. But I can't say that I've had past life memories of my own that didn't have some correlation to somebody in my life. It's actually when I meet people in this physical realm that those flashes into those past lives. And I think that's really why I know that I'm looking at that same. Version in a different body in a different memory that doesn't happen to you. You don't ever like just hang out with somebody and feel like you have flash images of another time you were all hanging out doing stuff together.
0: I definitely have had those experiences, like we talked about earlier, where I meet somebody that I have a clear connection with or there's a familiarity with, but for me it's more like I'm more focused on what my specific role is here and how they're assisting me in my role or how I'm assisting them in their role. It's more about the mechanics of what we're doing for one another rather than an understanding of a past life that we have been in each other's lives. I have a really clear visual of being burned as a witch, as a lot of people do. And I remember I can smell the wood burning and I can hear the people that are watching and I can see all these people, but it's almost as if they don't have faces because it's not about them. It's about what I was experiencing.
1: I like that because on my end of it, I have a hard time understanding what the role is going to play out. And that's what I was explaining earlier. like Sometimes I'll meet a person who's going to be a total enemy to me in this life, but all I can see when I meet them is soulmate this is somebody i know hmm. i'm very familiar with this person and then as i watch things unfold in a heinous way i'm left in the aftermath being like what an idiot how did i not see that coming and it sounds like to me it's like you have this vantage point when you kind of have an understanding what the plan is or what the role is what the significance of your meeting is supposed to be about that's what it sounds like you're
0: saying right yeah it's almost like i have blinders on or i'm so focused on my role or my journey that I'm not seeing other things. I have a super psychic friend that gets really frustrated with me. She's like, Patty, really? You don't remember You know, being in a life with your daughter or with your son? This is so obvious to me that you've had lives together, blah, blah, blah. I just don't get it. And I can see things so much clearer that way for other people. I can read someone and say, oh, your husband is your soulmate, or you and your husband had this journey together in this specific life. But for me, it's almost like I'm so focused in on what my journey is that they're just players in the game. I know that sounds mean.
1: (laughs) I think it's significant because it's a different vantage point. I feel like if I had that viewpoint, it would have saved me a lot of trouble with a lot of relationships that I've had. I would love to know the story about how did you recognize Grant? Let's just go there. Like I know for me, I have two daughters. I had no doubt in my mind when I met both Ava's dad and Indigo's dad that I- was going to have a child with them, that we were going to spend a significant amount of time with each other, that we were going to be in love, and that we had been lovers in other lifetimes. I knew that from pretty much go. Now, I know you had a sense of familiarity when you met your husband, but I'm just curious, what was that experience?
0: So my husband listens to these, and I don't want to hurt his feelings, but it's not like I met him and said, oh, we're going to be together forever. However, I had been in a long-term relationship where part of me was thinking, this isn't my guy, but what if nothing better comes along? But what am I going to do when the real guy comes around? And sure enough, when I met my husband, I felt like he was the real guy. And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, because I was still with the old guy. But I knew that he was the guy and that I guess I did know that we would be together forever. It had a different energy to it. But it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is my soulmate. Here we go. I'm one of those people that's really in the present moment. And so I tend to be like, what am I feeling right now? What's happening right now? Not, do I know him from a past life? Where is this going to go? And so for him, even though I did have this inkling, you know, that he was a different connection with me than any that I've had in the past, it's not like I instantly went there. I do believe that my husband is part of my soul family or my soul tribe because he is so supportive. He supports any crazy thing I do. He and I have a lot of different opinions on spirituality and how to run our lives, yet we tend to accept one another for who they are and support them and value them and empower them in their own personal growth in this life. So I do believe that he is definitely part of my soul tribe.
1: When I met Ava's dad, my first daughter's dad, it was this total knowing and I naively dived into that and was just like, this is it forever and ever. But that's part of that naive sensibility. By the time I met my husband that I'm with now, I had learned my lesson and had a lot more caution, but I did definitely recognize him to be somebody of significance that I had a soul history with because of the trauma of having to go through the breakup with the first person thinking you've met the one and only forever and ever, and that's it. And then having to come to this realization that there are other soulmates out there that I did not just have one. So by the time I met my husband, even though there was that familiarity, like you said, with with your husband of just this knowing that there was a significant story to unfold with this person, I don't think I dove into this like forever and ever projecting far into the future because I was a little bit wiser at that point in time. And it worked out in my favor because we have a really great relationship now and I didn't put too much expectations upon it.
0: So I'll use the example of a client that I have, and I don't think she'd mind me using this. I'm not going to use her name anyway, but she has a relationship, an on and off relationship in this life that is extremely negative that she doesn't gain much from, but it's really difficult for her to end this. And there are many people on this planet that are in those types of relationships, abusive relationships where they just can't seem to break from that. And this person, this client, in a past life, she was literally a slave to this person that she's in a current relationship with. And in this past life, she was unable to leave or separate from him. She was really stuck and locked in. And psychic people sometimes tend to really hold on to past life experiences. And reading her, and Jude has read her as well, we both agree that that relationship is done, that she is supposed to free herself from that so that she can move forward. So it's a little bit of a past life bleed through where she's stuck in this loop with this person and their karma is done. She's supposed to release him, but it gets stuck. So my point here is that sometimes we can meet people that we have that connection with, that familiarity, and we aren't supposed to be involved with them. They can be coming in to remind us of something, to help us stay on our path, to force us to go into a detour. But not all relationships are supposed to play out in this life. And this is where sometimes we have to just do some really deep, soul searching and asking our guides to come in asking spirit to help us on what this relationship means and if we're done with it and we're just holding on to it because of past lives and we're not supposed to be doing that any longer.
1: Right? And I think that's a common issue is this lesson of non-attachment to be bound to somebody even though it is clearly toxic and negative and having to find a level of self-worth and self-love and not needing to be validated or carried energetically by somebody else and to be able to stand whole and empowered within yourself on your own. And so I think that's a common thing, even though we all have soulmates and we're all here to experience with each other and share time and space. And that's a big part of this reality. But I also believe that another big part of the reality is to not be so attached to any one person and to cohabitate with each other in our highest selves rather than clinging on to one another and putting this label of, you're my twin flame, you're my soulmate forever and ever. Please recognize when something is not serving you, somebody in some situation and some relationship is not serving you, it's okay to walk away. That doesn't mean you're never gonna find another person, that this was the one and only. If it's not serving you and it's not healthy and it's toxic, be empowered to walk away and trust that there will be another person that has just as much significance.
0: Exactly. And it's not easy. There are times when going to see somebody professional, a psychic or a medium or an energy healer can help you understand your connection to them and see that it's over. And we'll talk about this in karma again, that it's time to move on and release and. Separate that energetic cord that you have between the two so that you can move through. Oftentimes when we feel stuck, it's because we had been stuck with them in a past life and we're just repeating that here. And it takes a little bit of enlightenment about the relationship sometimes to recognize that you've already gotten what you need and it's time to separate. And that goes with friends too. We can have wonderful, amazing relationships with friends. And at one point, it just doesn't seem to be feeding you any longer, or it doesn't seem like a good match. And again, they may have been somebody that you just were a good vibrational match at the time that you became friends, or they may have been somebody in your soul group that came to assist you with something you were going through at that time, and you no longer need that assistance. So it's important to recognize when relationships need to be let go. We can do that with unconditional love for those people, but recognize when that role needs to be severed.
1: Right. So soulmates does not mean forever and ever and ever. A soulmate could very much be somebody that you have a short and significant role with, and then you recognize when that relationship has run its course and you separate and you move on. And that very much still can be your soulmate. So I mean, I know it just from my clients and and when they're very upset during breakups that, oh, this is my soulmate, he's my soulmate, she's my soulmate, there'll never be anybody else. It's an unfortunate misconception because it makes moving forward and moving on seem hopeless. And I'm here, Patty's here to tell y'all,
0: not like that. (laughs) It's okay to walk away. Yes. So to summarize this, I think we can look at Jude and I, where while I recognize these things and I use this information to read other people, they don't really play a big part in my particular journey in this life. It's an interesting thing and going into past lives has been really helpful, but my relationship with other people and then labeling it and trying to understand exactly where it's coming from, where it's going, why it's here, doesn't play a big role in my life. However, it does play more in Jude's life. This can be something that you really pay a lot of attention to and meditate on that's really interesting, or this can just be some interesting information that you don't really need to be too attached to.
1: Right. I agree with that. And you know, like we said, there are fractions, many fractions of the one oversoul here. So maybe that wasn't the fraction of that soul you were supposed to spend time with. Maybe later on in life, you meet another aspect of that same oversoul and get to play out another role with them in another form. So, you know, it's very complex and there's many, many facets to this reality and it's maybe more than we can try to quantify, but hopefully what we're telling you helps give you an expanded viewpoint of what soulmates are and not to be
0: so desperately attached when you believe that you've encountered one. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We'd like to give a shout out to on a journey to self for asking us to do one on twin flames and soulmates. This was a great idea and we do have one question that we'd like to answer. The question is, is there a specific cap to a person's psychic ability? Or do we all have access to the same level of abilities? June, I'll let you answer that.
1: My answer, simply put, is that we all have access to the same level of psychic ability, clairvoyance, spiritual understanding, wisdom, whatever you want to call it. I think we all equally have the ability to access that. The difference is... How much are you able to handle in this specific lifetime? And why is it that some people seem more advanced or seem more open and more aware? It's likely because they've worked through that many, 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 many lifetimes. And the difference being to somebody who's a little bit more behind, I believe that every soul will eventually achieve this level of enlightenment and spiritual awareness and psychic abilities but some people, it's just going to take them a few more lifetimes to get there. But at the end of the day, I do believe that we all have access to that
0: same amount. What about you, Patty? How do you feel about it? I like that answer, Jude. I think it's unlimited that we have the ability to go where we need to go or where we desire to go. However, I think that We are living within human limitations, and that limits our spiritual connections sometimes, and our spirit guides will work as filters to help it come in in a flow or a pace that we're comfortable with. We don't want to bring too much in at once and close it up because it was overwhelming. So yes, we have access to all of it, but it may not be our specific journey right now to be there. Right. And at the same
1: time, it's like, don't get discouraged by that because you're not going to get there unless you start trying now. And there's no way to say if you're going to be one of those people who just open up and blossom to it like immediately, or maybe it'll take you a few lifetimes, but there's no better time than now to start the process.
0: Thank you so much for being here with us during this episode. We love doing this, and we both learn so much from these conversations. And we'd like to remind you to follow us on Instagram at Spirit Speakers Podcast. And Jude has made us a beautiful landing page at SpiritSpeakerspodcast.com where you can find more information about classes, events, and things that we have going on.
1: On the landing page, you'll find a link to both Patty's and my website where you can find out about classes and events that are happening that we're a part of or book appointments with us or just simply reach out to ask a question or suggest a topic for a future podcast we look forward to connecting with you more so much love to all of you aloha
0: take care